Well, hello, adventurers. Thanks for listening to The First Watch. The audio for this podcast is taken from our web show, so if you want the full visual experience with battle maps, our beautiful players' faces, and me making some, eh, questionable monster grimaces, you can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel via the link in the show notes. But we're so glad you're here and listening, and hope you enjoy the story. Now, on to the adventure. Previously on The First Watch. How do we get out of the wasteland? The master gave towers, scrolls. Are there more scrolls of that kind? One. At the other temple. Arabeth, there's no way we're leaving you behind. I'm sorry, but this is a dangerous place full of dangerous, dangerous creatures. I'm not leaving till I find an answer. I wish this wasn't your decision, but I can't force you. I wish you would stay. Help me save him. We look ahead to where you might find yourself next in the wasteland. As you begin trekking, it takes a couple hours to get out of view of the city. By mid-afternoon, when you look behind you, you can just barely see specks of the walls and the ruined buildings. And as you look out on the horizon and to the left and to the right, it is wasteland. It is arid. It is uh, dead and lifeless. Every once in a while on the horizon, you see a skitter of movement from some tough creature that has been able to survive out here with very little to sustain it. You do see ahead of you and, and in the distance, you know, different bluffs and it's not completely flat. Um, there's some terrain, but for the most part, you know, there's no there's no tree lines, there's no forests, there's no mountains to block your view. Uh, at the moment, you have quite a bit of visibility in front of you as you begin walking. You go for the remainder of the day before the sun begins to come down and 
you have to make the decision on whether to make camp or not. Where you're currently finding yourselves at this point, it's very open. There's very little in the way of any sort of rocks or cover. Um, it seems that to make camp tonight, you're going to be doing so with endless expanse on all sides of you. There's no way that we can travel east or west to find any... You could. You could. You don't know how far that would be. You see, again, you see in the distance, you know, different, you know, small structures and bluffs, um, you know, places where the ground juts up, um, but nothing like the the rolling hills of Roderfell. Um, Nothing like the forests. Very exposed. So I have an idea, and feel free to shut it down because it is a stupid idea. What if we dug a trench of sorts, a hole in the ground, where we could all sleep and cover the top? That way, we're not just one big open target in the middle of nowhere. Someone has a shovel. I remember someone having a shovel. I have a shovel. I think it's a pretty good idea. But what do we do with the dirt that we dig up? We use it to cover ourselves (laughs) up. No. So no. We'll find something. You bury yourselves <laughs> underground. <laughs> yes. Gamorg, how would... That would work. That would keep any wild animals from attacking you. <laughs> it would how definitely did you work. stay safe? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I feel like there were more rocks in the area I was in. It wasn't... Qu- I tried to stay away from huge open spaces you Um, had varying success with that i mean the truth of the matter is that you did spend a lot of nights very exposed um the morgan left you with you know poor sleep a lot of times sometimes exhaustion um sometimes having to fight something off in the middle of the night um this is not a land where one can ever be guaranteed a rest yeah I mean, I kind of go to sleep just expecting to have to fight something, so. So we set watches, basically, right? Yeah. So is that a a, a no for the buried alive idea? <laughs> <laughs> is the ground, like, sand, or is it dirt? It's not or? sand. It is hard, um... It is cracked open. Um, It's much more... Salt flat isn't the right description, because that would be the wrong color. But that idea of just a flat, hard, cracked ground um, versus, like, any sort of desert sand. So we said watches. Yeah. And yeah. if you see anything, you immediately wake the everyone wake everybody up. up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could, be, it could be huge. Doesn't matter how small or insignificant it is. 
does it make sense to have maybe two people in a watch or two like me and Luna so we cover like south and north um, because whatever you do one person will have a huge blind spot we that's will, true will we all be able to get rest if that's the case probably not yeah that'd be half the night right mm -hmm. anyone who'd like to feel free to make a perception check okay I'd like to can I help him <laughs> Like a natural one. Oh, Not no. at this point. Everybody yes, rolls separately. Oh no. Separate. Okay. Uh, I'm five. really thinking hard about that trench idea. Yep. <laughs> You're looking for good trench places. You're looking for softer ground to start digging. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Good mark. Five. Okay. What is it with you and fives, bro? <laughs> you rolled a ton of fives during the one shot as well. I did. <laughs> um. Seeky. Lucky Look, number. Looking out along the horizon. Um, again, you know, it's mostly flat. Far, far distance, you see some change in terrain, but not anything you could make before dark. Except for southwest. Southwest, there's something poking up out of the ground. That's pretty large looking. Some, so it, it doesn't look like a rock. It's it's much too clean and straight to some degree. But it's just out of vision to like be able to tell what exactly it, it would be. Um, but it's reachable within, you know, 45 minute walk. If you wanted to try that direction, you'd be backtracking a little bit, but not too bad. Hey, guys. Instead of the trench idea, let's go that way. I'm really finding some soft ground over here. <laughs> like, it's really soft. Maybe, What's that way? Maybe later? I, I'm not entirely sure, but it just looks like there might be more shelter, like more cover. Hmm. We could try cool. it. Let's go. I guess. Okay. So, you all turn and begin walking southwest. It does take you half an hour to 45 minutes, but as you start to get closer um, to whatever this structure is, you see more of them jutting up out of the ground. And as you begin to get a little bit closer, they're, they're slightly curved and pointed. And there's... At first, it's just like one and then another and pretty scattered. But as you get closer, you start to see almost like... like groups of them even on either side of each other that are just like bursting up out of the ground um and yeah providing not necessarily a ton of shelter but a little bit of shade is it an elephant graveyard <laughs> make a uh make a check make a uh let's say a nature check uh 19 19 not elephants not sure what creatures they might be but they do look bone like as you're getting closer. It's a creature or is it just the bones? Uh, I mean, it's like big, like rib cage type bones coming up out of the ground. Okay, like there's not like a creature. No, 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 no. nothing's moving or anything. Okay. It's, it's okay. just these big kind of bone spires that like kind of come up out of the ground. And then, you know, looking out and around, you see other large bones kind of scattered here and there. There's some sort of 
some sort of skeletal remains of a creature or creatures. I will say this is pretty cool. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to dig a trench here, this would be a great trench spot. You guys didn't like the trench idea. Let's just move on. It's fine. I'm over it. I'll try it by myself. The later. sun is starting. <laughs> the sun is starting to set at this point quite low. Okay. Shall we build a fire or just take watches and no fire? I feel like probably no fire, just because it's pretty open. Okay. Does everybody have dark vision? Luna yes. does not. Do I? I don't think I do. <laughs> Never mind. I need a torch for me. <laughs> but only if I'm keeping watch. Okay, maybe we should make a fire then, right? Like a small one, maybe? Sure. That'd be fine, right? Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Me and Luna can take the first watch. So, you all build a fire, cook yourself up some dinner, anything you like to be doing before you all head to bed and begin watches. Also, where, like, are you in the middle of some of these, you know, big ribcage things? Have you decided to, to camp outside of them? Kind of set the, set the scene for me. I feel like I we should... Go go ahead, Kamori. I think we should just make camp right in the middle, so we're kind of surrounded by the the bones. I think that maybe we should go next to one of the bones, so we have some cover, at least from the back. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. As you get up next to one of these things, it is big enough to almost let a couple of you sit side by side against it. Um, it's the size of a large tree around, um, and it goes up, 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 and curves over top. It's quite impressive. Before we go to bed, I just want to do a quick um, perimeter walk around the ribcage just to make sure that everything is okay. Yeah, make a uh, perception check. Can I go with Luna too, and maybe she can help me? Yep, I'll give it with advantage. Okay. Perception? Mm-hmm. Uh, 24. 24. All right. You walk around. Um, no active creatures or anything threatening. Um, there's this graveyard of sorts, if we want to call it that, goes for, you know, quarter mile or so. You see kind of scattered uh, different pieces of skeletal remains sticking up in and out of the ground. Um, at one point you find like a half of a large skull of some sort of potentially pachyderm type creature. Uh, but it's like literally like kind of broken in half, like only getting like one side of it. What's Hard a pachyderm? Uh, mammoth, elephant, you know, those sorts of creatures. Um, but big, bigger than anything you've ever seen. Um, you do see just a lot of scattered bones in places. Some are, I mean, you know, most of them are big. Some of them are a little smaller, you know, more humanoid size or wolf size. 
Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it looks like some group of creatures was just laid waste here. I'm gonna grab one bone that's maybe suitable for a creature like Luna. Mm -hmm. And I'm just gonna keep that so we can play together sometime. Okay, fair enough. You tuck a femur of unknown origin into your bag. Great. Go back to the group. Uh, Morgan Siki, anything you're doing? Um, I'm going to pull out the books or mm. one of the books that I pulled off the shelf and just yeah. kind of start going through it. Okay. You begin kind of going through some of the books. Um, roll a Arcana check for me. Okay. Uh, 14. A 14. You read for a while. First book you've pulled out and kind of gone through. It's a lot of kind of elementary, mundane um, type information. On the subject of necromancy, which is not something you're very well versed in, um, technically even those life-saving spells such as Revivify do kind of have a, a, a necromantic tint to them. Anything that's dealing with the preservation of life once gone is. Necromancy isn't necessarily an evil thing in your teachings. Um, this is talking more about, you know, the raising of dead, but, but from a very elementary standpoint, like small animals and whatnot. All right. The night comes. Who has got the first watch? That is Hyde and Luna? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, roll a perception check, please. For both of us? Uh, yeah, so with advantage. Okay. 21. 21. You're watching for a few hours, and it's about a couple hours in that all of a sudden Luna, who's been very kind of, you know, just snout on her paws, all of a sudden, <clears throat> and kind of gets up. Everybody, wake you up. You see all the hairs kind of stand up on the back of her head, and her snarl begins to pull back a little bit. I wake up the group. Wake up, wake up. And I take my bow out. Okay. I grab I say, my. What is it, girl? She's kind of looking in a direction off past the other set of rib cages. And then you just hear. <sighs> Slow, large, heavy footsteps. Okay. Can I see anything in the distance? Make a perception check. Not with advantage, you're just looking. 16. How much? 16. 16. You look. The firelight only goes so far. You've kept a low fire, trying to stay safe. And I have dark vision. You do have dark vision. Your dark vision looks out. And all of a sudden you see a shape kind of pass by one of the one of the big spires of bone. The shape itself quite large. Is it coming towards us or is it moving it past? Seems to be us? going kind of right to left. Okay. 
Can I put out the fire? I know we had a fire, so I'm going to put out the fire. Can. I will say go ahead and make a dexterity check to try and get the fire out fast. That's not a. It's not an automatic thing. Okay. I'm going to look at my bonus. And also, how are you putting it out? Uh, stumping it out with my boot, so You're maybe? stamping out the, the small fire with your boot. Um, do we have bedrolls? That's something we have, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you do. Okay, I'm going to take the bedroll and just kind of cover it and make sure that... I mean, I don't want to set okay. my bedroll on fire, but just kind of stumping it out with my bedroll. Okay. Um, I had a 15 for dex. A 15 for dex? Okay, so yeah. you, you begin to stamp at it and kind of try to pat it down with the bedroll. Um, even a small fire, there's a lot of embers. Um, mm. And it's, you know... You can cover it with the bedroll, but it's probably going to burn. And to stamp it out, like you're 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 getting it, but it's, you know, you're still kicking up sparks. Um, okay. It's not an automatic thing, for sure. And you just hear <laughs> these slow, methodical footsteps. Um, it's. I tell the group, it's it's not coming towards us, but it's big and it's walking. We should hide. Yeah. And um so if if we're if there's like four rib cages and we're in like uh-huh. the first one, can we go to like the last one and hide? Okay. Like yep. run away from the campsite and I'm gonna cast uh pass without a trace on all okay. of us. Okay. Um so everyone makes stealth checks please, with your plus ten from pass without a trace. Eighteen. Eighteen. Nice. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Twenty-two for me and sixteen for Luna. Okay. Okay. Oh you wait, all... sorry. Um, plus ten. Thirty-two for me and twenty-six for Luna. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you Whoops. all run. Uh, some of you more silently than others, and as you kind of dart behind this large rib. Siki, you're the last one to make it. And your shell kind of brushes up against and makes a <laughs> scraping sound. And then you all sit and wait. And then from a distance, you hear <laughs> these four clacking sounds. And then silence. Now getting a little louder. With that last step, you feel the ground tremble just a little bit. And then you hear four clacking sounds again. As you look up, you see four large fingers that have grabbed on to the bone spire, not the one you're hiding behind, but the one just next to it. The clacking coming from the fact that the fingers grabbing this bone are bone themselves. As you see pulling and peering around the corner, a large skeletal face with deep set glowing orange eyes that comes around the corner and surveys the ground around you. 
and it leans back, and with a scrape, the fingers let go of the bone. Very close now, walking past you all as you keep your back to the pillar. Try to move around. There's silence. What are y'all doing? Like he didn't walk away, right? Like he stopped. You or it know. stopped. You're not looking. You're on the other side. You can turn and look if you want. But we didn't hear the footsteps. Mm-mm. I think fade you away. heard you heard right. a couple more footsteps and then silence. Just a so. light the slightest whisper. I say, I think we should hold. You all wait. There's a long moment of silence where your breath feels 10 times louder than it probably actually is. I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> okay. Which you can do for quite some time. <laughs> for an hour. As a turtle. For an hour. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. As a turtle. <laughs> Clutch. Yep. And then you hear this strange creaking sound. And then right above your heads, you hear. Look up. And you see a large hand grabbing around the bone spire that you're hidden behind and ever so slightly a face begins to creep around the one that you're all hiding behind what are you doing oh my god (laughs) oh my god what are you doing can can we kind of like scoot around you so we're try. getting out of it? Yep, you can try. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get let's out of that. the. Yep. Yep. Roll oh stealth check. Oh gosh, please. Plus 10. Plus, well. 10. plus 10. Plus 10. 10. Plus 10. Still got cast out a tree, so. Come on, guys. That's 20. Nice. Ooh. Uh, 26. I got a Six. 22 for me and a 18 for Luna. Okay. Oh, shoot. Uh, 32 for me, 28 for Luna. Okay. You all scoot around quickly and quietly. And now coming around the side, you can see the full size of this creature. It is, for lack of a better term, a giant skeleton. It stands 20 feet tall. It is draped in broken and rotten leather armors. And the hand that isn't grabbing onto the bone spire is dragging this large, wicked, rusted scimitar in its other hand. But its face is around the corner, looking where you're no longer. And then you see its head kind of turn back and forth. And then it starts to... With a creak, lean back. 
you're behind it now. As soon as it leans back, can we go around the other side? Okay, you're moving again. Make stealth well, checks. Are right. we to? Let me make sure. So you said we're at we're behind it. You're currently behind it. You're like still against the spire, but having rotated around and where it was standing, you're now kind of like five, ten feet behind it as it's got its back to you. Before it, before it starts to turn around or something, like as it's kind of coming back up, can I do um, dramaturgy, like as far as I can in front of where it was looking? Okay. Of like a bone breaking, just like the sound of a bone breaking. Okay. Um, what's the range on dramaturgy? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet? Okay. Yeah. You cast thaumaturgy, create the sound of a bone snapping in that direction. And it kind of, you see its head look up in that direction. And it kind of turns and looks around the corner again where you were before. And then it looks back up. It seems somewhat confused. Like, it's not quite sure where to look next. Can where I to go? cast it again, but this time, like, only ten feet in front of it? So, like, kind of, like, right there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, same sound? Yeah. Okay. Slightly different. Like, it's, like, not the same exact. Like, a... <laughs> With that, you see the arm holding the scimitar come up high in a swift, fierce motion and boom, it brings the scimitar down in the ground 10 feet in front of it. Okay, as it does the sound, I'm going to, like, book it. <laughs> okay, you're running the other direction. Yes. <laughs> okay, Siki, you are running. Yes. The more Trying to be quiet, remote. but... What are you all doing? Well, are like, you running, running, or are you sneaking away? Running quietly. As quiet as okay. I can. Okay, okay. <laughs> the more hiding Luna, what are you doing? I'm feeling pretty glued to the to the side of this thing, but I'm going to whisper to hide. What do we do? Damn, I'm not going to I'm not going to leave Siki alone. I'm going to run after her. With what is the range on pass without a trace? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a second and I'll tell you. I think it's 30 feet. And Siki, what's your speed? I am very slow. 30 feet. 30 uh, feet? 30 feet. 30 feet. Are you dashing? Like, no. are you run, like running, running? So you're going no. your normal speed? Yeah. Okay. I will say that in the turn that you run from them, and the two of you turning, seeing this, talking amongst yourselves of what to do, you get just outside the range of the Pass Without a Trace spell, which means I'd like you to just make a stealth check. Could I have stayed, like, in the range, like, knowing that he had cast that? I mean, that's a matter of you You say you're running okay. and you're booking it. Are you, are you doing that, or are you staying with high? I mean, I was trying to run quietly, so... Right. Like, I would imagine if I'm running and I don't hear them running behind me, but that's, that's fine. Yeah. I won't make it a disadvantage from running, but it, you won't get your Pass Without a Trace, so just make a stealth check. Okay. Oh, dang it. Oh, uh, 19. 19? Okay. 
You're running, 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 running. You're keeping quiet. And just at the last moment, your your foot hits the ground. It's a, it's a simple, like, you know, you don't step on a twig or anything like that. But there's just a little bit of dirt that kicks up. And with a 20, the creature <sighs> spins its head around. And you look behind you real quick. And you see the glowing orange eyes lock with yours in this moment. And it would be comical if it wasn't so terrifying. The head stays still and the body rotates underneath and around with a sickening sound of bone. And it pulls the scimitar up and begins to rush towards you. Question, besides the, the, the rips that are sticking mm-hmm. out is there any other cover around there's us? various other types of bones but no the ribs are the best cover that you've got so in this okay. moment i would like everyone to roll initiative please as seeky as you turn and see this thing and it begins to rush towards you it gets the drop on you and the two of you trying to hide don't react in time as you see the large steps of the leg, the skeletal legs go rushing by you as it has first turn with an 18 on its initiative. Um, it is going to rush towards you. Um, it will get within 10 feet of you, but then its long arm and scimitar comes out, Siki. Okay. And it takes a strike at you. The first strike is a natural one. The second strike is a 13. No. Is that hit? Nope. And it's third. Oh my God, two natural ones. (laughs) Okay, so it, in its haste to get at you, brings down the scimitar three times in your direction. Um, But you're able to duck behind a couple of them and all three strikes miss you. Uh, It then opens its mouth and begins clattering, snapping its jaw, but because of its size, it's not like a like a light, like like high-pitched sound. It's like this deep, like type clatter noise. And it's just kind of echoing through the bones. Uh, that is its turn. So, Hyde, it is about 30 feet from you. You are behind it. What would you and Luna like to do? Uh, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna Hunter marks him. Okay. So I'm gonna s- spend a spell slot on that. Um, I am going to um, shoot at him with my bow. Okay. With my first attack. That's a natural three, so I doubt that's gonna hit. Um, 12. Nope, that misses. Okay. The arrow and goes then... through the rib cage. <laughs> Yep, and then I am going to have Luna go and bite at its ankle. Okay. And she has a speed of 50, I believe. No problem for her to catch up, so she runs up and bites at the ankle. Okay. Uh, 14 to hit. That misses. She bites at it, she gets a hold of the back of it, but it just... There's no flesh to grab into, and her teeth just rake off the bones and don't do any damage. All right, um, so she's there. I'm gonna make my, I think my speed is 30, so I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna make my way as close as I can get. Yeah, I mean, you can get up into melee range with it. It's 30 feet from you. I'm, I'm gonna stay 
20 feet behind him. Okay, so you move up 10 feet, feet, stay 20 feet away. All right. Siki, he has turned around. He's 10 feet away from you, and he is swinging this large sword in your direction. Okay. Um, So I'm going to start with bonus action, and I'm going to call spiritual weapon. Okay. And call my little horde of butterflies over. And I always forget, can I use it the first time I cast it or just cast you it? You can, yes. Okay. As, as part of the bonus action, you can attack. Okay. So I'm going to attack with that. That's going to be 16 and 5, 21 to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Cool. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've used Spiritual Weapon. I don't remember what the damage okay. is. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Um, so I'm going to... I'll roll the damage for that, but then I'm also going to okay. use my action to... Um, channel divinity okay and i'm gonna try destroy undead okay wow yes you call your spiritual weapon you hit it across the face its jaw kind of comes back in your direction and then you you reach out with your your divine energy and you shove the force that would turn undead towards it and it washes over the creature and does nothing so it's not undead it is. It's a good idea. It seems to be immune to whatever this <gasps> effect is. Ooh. Okay. The sheer size and malice of it doesn't seem to be affected by your turn ability. Okay. Uh, let me do spiritual weapon here. This is good. We're doing great. <laughs> it's fine. We're all fine. I mean, it rolled two natural ones on its attacks. Yeah. That just means there's two natural 20s coming. Oh, no. Come on, Gamorg. Get us with the one one shot kill. Yeah. All right. It's a D8. Two plus, what is my spell casting? Wisdom. Two. Mm-hmm. Four points of damage. Four points of damage. All right. The first <laughs> damage to weapon. the giant skeleton has been done. Okay. Uh, Gamorg. You are 30 feet from it, behind it. Okay, I'm gonna run right up to it. Okay. Um, would I be flanking it with Siki at that point? Not or? yet, she is still okay. 10 feet from it at the moment. Okay. If you so if you go around it on the other way, you'll be flanking with Luna. She's right next to it. You do not have enough movement to get around no. the front of it, unless you dash. No. Okay, so I'm gonna use Fighting Spirit. Okay. And... That gives me five extra hit points, mm-hmm. which is nice. And um, I'm gonna attack it with my scimitar. Okay. So I get advantage on that, which is good. Not good. Um, let's see here. I think it would be. Sorry, I gotta pull up my weapons here. Um. Uh. 13 points of damage. I mean, 13 points. 13 to hit, sorry. 13 to 13 hit 13 does to not hit. hit. Yeah. Your All scimitar right. shing across it and doesn't seem to make any purchase. Okay, I'm going to try again. Okay. My second attack. That would be uh, 21 to hit. That does hit. So this time you swing back around and chunk deep into the bone. Sweet. And that is... That would be seven points of damage. All right, seven that. points of damage on that strike. 
Action! A little piece of bone chips off. Doesn't seem to really phase the creature that much. And then I'm going to use my action surge. Okay. Um, wherever that is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to hit him again. Okay. Another attack. Natural 20. Nice. Go and roll double damage on that. Yes. Yay. Get him. You roll, re-roll that once. Okay. So it's a two. I hate D-Force. Uh, <laughs> um, Statistically, you're going to do more damage over time with 2D4, though. Roll that. Then a D8. Because mm-hmm. you can never roll under 2. Interesting. Hmm. You can never roll under 2? If you're rolling 2D4 and you roll two ones. Oh, That's still sure. two points of damage versus a one on a single die. So 13 points of slashing damage. All right, another 13 points on that one. And then are you taking another attack? Do I get two? Well, if you take the attack action, you have two attacks per attack, right? Yeah. So if you action Sweet. surge, take the attack action, you get another attack. Yeah. Sweet. Dang. So actually, it'd be 14, which I know that's like. Nope, that misses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you get yeah. a good shot in, and then the other one kind of slips off. Um, but you did a good, you know, a good 20-ish points of damage on that turn, a little bit more. Um, yeah. And that, cool. that brings us to the top of the round. The creature now kind of turns its head a little bit, and those burning orange eyes clock where the rest of you are. It now knows where you all are and sees you. Um, it turns back, though, towards Seeky. Boom, boom! A couple strikes towards you. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Yep. And a 10 to hit. Yep. And a 17 to hit. Yep. Okay, so the one hits. So you take... 17 points of slashing damage. Okay. As two of the, one of the strikes misses you completely. One goes off your shell, but the the other one catches you in the midriff and knocks you almost off your feet, like stumbles you back a a moment. Uh, It is a big, heavy weapon. And then that will be its turn. So it will stay where it is at. Um, it will continue to clack its jaw in that deep, horrifying <laughs> sound. Okay. That brings us to hide. Okay. Um, first thing I'm going to do is Luna is going to go to the other side of Gamorg and is okay. going to flank with him. Okay. And she's going to bite at its foot. Okay, with advantage. Oh my god, I rolled two twos. That's not gonna oh, hit. No. Nope, it will not. She tries to bite in, and she can't find purchase on these these kind of hard and slick bones. And I am going to shoot at it, like right where the vertebrae meets the mm-hmm. neck. Yeah. Let's see if that does anything. Uh, plus nine, sixteen. Sixteen just misses oh, as it geez. clatters into the vertebrae and goes skittering off into the night. I hate this thing. 
<laughs> okay. Any That's movement? my turn. Okay. No, I'm going to stay there. Siki, you're up. So question, when my destroy undead didn't work, is it because it's not undead? Did I know that? You get the idea that it's undead. You get the idea that whatever power it possesses is stronger than your spell. Okay, but I know it is undead. As far as you can tell, yes. Okay, okay. It's a giant walking skeleton. Yeah, So yeah. you would assume it's undead. That's yeah. what I assumed, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nope, it's a good assumption. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm going to Guiding Bolt okay. at it. Um, is that an attack? Yes. Yep, it's an attack roll. Okay. Oh no! It, it was almost something really good, and it fell nine. Nine misses. Yeah. Guiding bolt goes into the night. You're a little too shaken by the idea that this thing resisted your turn ability. Nothing can resist that. <sighs> All right, and then I'm gonna use a spiritual weapon. Okay, bonus action. Bonus attack. action. Better seventeen. Seventeen just hits. So All right. Damage. One. <laughs> On a D8, plus three. No, plus two, so three. Three points of damage, points. all right. So <laughs> doesn't even really phase it, just kind of into it a little bit. Seemed to have hit it, but doesn't do much. Gamorg, you're up. You're flanking with Luna okay. now. You have advantage on your strikes because of that. Cool. I go ahead and attack. Um, that was not good. But I think I'm going to use one of my work points. Okay. So roll again. You just roll the one time. You don't roll twice. Right. Yeah. Better be worth it. Uh, that's a 19. That hits. Roll your damage. Okay. Six point. No, uh, nine points of slashing damage. Nine points. Nice. Okay. That's the first attack. Okay. Second, uh, not enough. Is that 14 or 13. 13? 13 misses. So the first attack gets him. Second attack, shing, just off the bone. It is tough and with no flesh there. Um, you're used to skeletons, like just kind of crumbling under your blade. The bones are big and thick enough on this thing that like, it's like hacking into a tree. All right, any movement? No, I'm gonna okay. stay where I'm flanking. It, feeling you cutting into it, turns now and looks at you, the source of most of its pain to this point, and is going to direct its three scimitar strikes towards Yugamorg. Okay. Uh, the first one is a 15. That hits. Second one is a 14. That hits. And third one is an 18. So you take all three yep. strikes. Oh, no. 18 points on the first strike. Rolled bad on the second one, so nine points on the second. And 15 on the third. Okay. For a total of something over 40 points of damage, I believe. So it just lays into you now. Um, these huge, this huge blade coming down over and over and over. Um, all the while, that clacking sound continues. And as you hear the clacking sound, you also now begin to hear rustling 
from a little farther away. The sound of other bones moving. That brings us to hide. Okay. Bones moving. Man, this is the open space. We're not gonna. I cannot outrun them, are we? Okay. Alright. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have Luna attack the, the, the beast first. Okay, with advantage. Skeleton guy. I'm using another die just so everyone Okay. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, 16 plus whatever Luna has for... That'll hit, yeah. yeah. That'll hit. Okay, great, good. Um, Fifteen points of damage. Fifteen points, nice. Mm -hmm. Good strike. She bites in finally and gets a hold of it and kind of rips it a bit and you hear one of the bones kind of snap a little bit. Um, Gamoric, how are you looking? Are you looking pretty rough? Pretty rough. I think we need to run. Personally. Okay. I don't know where we're gonna run. Um, I am going to um, run over to Gamorg and do cure wounds okay. at a level two. Okay. Sweet. And that's two d8 plus three. Two, and I roll that. Oh, nice. Um, Thirteen points. Nice. Back to you. Thanks. And then I look at all of them and I say, do you hear that? There's more. We probably need to run. Yes. Let's get out of here. Right. Um, this place is haunted. So I redid my... I haven't done a bonus action, right? You have not. No, you've taken your two actions. Although... Technically, Luna attacks as your second attack. Mm -hmm. So for you to cast a spell... Mm. and make her attack. I'll let it go, but I'll say you forfeited your bonus action to do that okay, sure. in this I one. And, and going forward, to you've got that. to attack yeah. for her to attack. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just say, Siki, get on Luna, you know? And then we're gonna... What, however you interpret that, but... Okay. Siki, it is your turn. You're 10 feet from it. Uh, Luna in front of you, about 5 feet. Gamorg and Hyde on the other side of it. So would I use my movement to get on Luna? You could, yep. It would take half your movement to get up on to, to mount her. Okay. Um, so I want to do that, but before I do that, can I magic missile? You can. This yeah. thing. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. I believe it's instantaneous. It is. It's an auto hit. Yep. So you just roll damage. Okay. And I'm doing it at first level. Okay. So let's see. So three darts. So... Five, four, nine, three, 12 points of force damage. 12 points, nice. And then I'm gonna try swinging with my- Starting to look a little a little hurt. You're chipping pieces of it away at okay. this point. I'm gonna try swinging with my spiritual weapon as my bonus action before we go. Okay. That's only a 10. So no. Probably not hit. Yeah, okay. 
So then I'm gonna swing onto Luna and. Okay, so I'll say you yeah. use the remainder of your movement to kind of climb up onto Luna, um, kind of grab onto hold of her fur on the back. Yeah. All right, Gamorg, that brings us to your turn. Um, I'm gonna take off running. Okay, which direction? Uh, away from, like, the direction we came from. Okay. Um, well, that would be past Siki. So you'd have to go past it, past Siki, or you could turn and run just straight the other direction. Um, I mean, how big are its legs? Can I not just, like, you can No, you can legs? absolutely go through it. I'm just, uh, if you turn and run, you, you know, you're 30 feet away from it. If you go past, you're gonna, you know, waste five feet going past it so it's up to also, okay. did, did we hear where the sound was coming from you heard it was clacking? coming from multiple directions you haven't seen anything quite yet um well actually before i run mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna attack it okay so go ahead and roll you'd still be with advantage because luna's flanking. actually if i run i can dash okay um I think I'm going to run between its legs. Okay. The, the direction we came from. Okay. So you first five feet to get kind of on the other side of it. Yeah. And then 25 feet away from it, plus another 30 if you dash. So yep. you'd be 30, you'd be 55 away. It will take an attack of opportunity against yep. you as you run. Um, that is going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. So 10 points of slashing damage as you run away. It catches you in the back, um, but you continue running um, and you are... And I'm like yelling, run as fast as you can. Yep. As you get all the, you know, the, the extent of your movement brings you basically to the end of the, um, the rib cage, as it were, uh, that you guys had all been camping in. And as you come around there, rounding the corner, you come face to face with a normal sized skeleton that has deep set purple glowing eyes and is holding a sword and kind of dragging it behind him. As it comes around the corner, right in your face now. All right. Uh, you see it. You see another one of them on your peripheral, so two of them coming from this direction um, here up on Yugamorg. All right, that brings us to the skeleton. It, you know, Gamorg has run away. Hyde hasn't done anything to it. Luna and Siki have been a problem, so it's going to swing down it at you. Um, it's technically going to take its first attack against Luna. Um, that is a 22 to hit. Nice. I'll say it takes its second attack against her. Another 22. And then like a 25 um, against Siki. So it's going to kind of like two against Luna and one against Siki on the back. So for Luna... 17 points on the first strike. Ooh. 22 points on the second strike. No. She's unconscious. So Luna falls. And Siki, you take... 14. You take 19 points of damage. Okay. On your strike. And you fall down... Um, I won't say prone, I'll say you're on your feet, but you're next to the unconscious body of Luna at this point. Okay. You hear from the, so you hear over your shoulder, Gamord kind of stops short and you look and, you know, a ways away from you, 50-ish feet, there are two skeletons that are approaching him. 
look past the other direction and you see one skeleton walking up, you know, still a good 40 feet away um, from the other direction on the other side of the creature. It seems this clacking has been calling some of its friends. Uh, that brings us to Hyde, your turn. You see Luna go down on the other side of this creature. Okay. I'm incredibly angry. I'm just going to fire at its face, you know, at its That's glowing eyes. Okay. Two shots. So that first one, and there's not no advantage or anything. Like there that. is not, no. Okay. So that you're, first you're one You're 10 is... feet away. You were behind Gamord to heal him. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're just firing yeah. arrows. That first one is a 23 to hit. That hits. And it's going to be 14 points of damage. Wow, nice. Well done. And the second one um, is a 22 to hit. That hits Wait, as well. no. Um, yeah, 22. Yep. And it's a 13 points of damage. 13. One at each eye. Okay. And I am going to run and get in front of Luna, between Luna and the skeleton. Yeah, you kind of slide between the legs and mm -hmm. come up around the other side holding an arrow Can, ready yeah, to defend yeah, yeah. your companion. Is it uh, looking in rough or is it's, it how's it's it looking, looking pretty hurt? It's starting to move a little, a little funny. Um, but that big arm with the scimitar is still bringing up and swinging. Um, that brings us to Siki. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, I didn't, I didn't add hunter's mark damage to that. Can I do that? Uh, have you taken any damage? No. No. Okay. Um, I'll let it on this one. Yeah, but we're not gonna like retro like the previous ones. Okay, so it's two strikes. Yep. Um, so four more points of damage. Four more points. Okay, nice. Uh, so Siki. Okay, so I'm going to start with... I'm going to cure wounds uh, Luna. Okay. For my action. So it's going to be a D8. So she gets five points back. <laughs> okay, she comes to consciousness on the ground with five hit points. Um, and then... Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, bonus action use mass healing word. Okay. And let me just look up real quick what it is on that. You can keep going. Well, let's get that first because it'll make a difference. Okay. So within 60 feet, who can I see? Can I see everybody? Uh, that would be everybody. Yep. Okay. Everybody would, would get affected. So everybody, including Luna and myself, gets... Let's see. <laughs> Why are the ones on the D4? Uh, three hit points. Okay. Everybody heals up a little bit as Siki sends out a mass prayer towards you all. Cool. Thank you, Siki. Yeah. Gamorg, you are face to face with a skeleton with another one about 20 feet to your right coming in on you. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack it. Okay. Uh, let's see. That is a. Sorry. 14 to hit. That does hit. Roll damage. Uh. 
Eight points of, no, sorry, uh, 11 points of slashing damage. 11 points of slashing damage. You take a chunk of its ribs out. Uh, it's looking really rough. And uh, it does not quite go down. Gonna attack it again. Okay. That is a 25 to hit. That definitely hits. And another 13, or 11 points. With that second strike, you scatter the bones of this first skeleton, and it just goes flying into the darkness. Sweet. Come on, Dan, um, we so got the this. other one, you said the other one's uh, 20 feet away? Yep, about 20 feet to your right, kind of at an angle. So where is that in relation to the big guy? Um, 60-ish feet away from him. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna, I think I've made the connection that they're like coming towards him. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna run back okay. to, um, back towards the big guy. So 30 feet back. Yeah, you get about halfway back, um, yeah. you know, within 25-ish, 30 feet. Um, yeah. Since you don't have a dash at this point. Right. Yeah. And I'll just hang out there. Okay. That brings us to his turn. He is looking rough, but Saw one prey go down, and it's going to continue swigging that scimitar. Um, let's see something real quick. Can I call for its attention instead of... It is not your turn right now, so no. Okay. It sees Luna stir, brings the scimitar down towards her to stab again. That is an 18 to hit. And it hits... 14 points of damage. He's out again. Okay. He then strikes out towards... Well, let's see. Let the dice decide. He strikes out towards Seeky. Uh, that is a 13 to hit, so that misses. No. And then a 17 to hit. No. Strikes, hits your shell again, and like kind of almost looks like he's given up on you because his head turns towards you, Hyde, and his eyes lock on you. Um, the skeleton behind him moves 30 feet closer. The skeleton that was on the other side of you, Gamorg, moves 30 feet closer, but still not within range. So it's still about 20, 30 feet away from you. And that brings us to Hyde. Okay. Um... I know he's looking rough, so even though Luna's hurt, I'm going to keep shooting at him because I think that's the best tactical thing to do. Okay. Um, still aiming at his eyes. I'm not flanking with anyone, right? I'm no. just... And in fact, you're within melee range, so you'd fire with disadvantage at the moment. Okay. Damn. Um, 14 plus 9... Uh, 23. That hits. Okay. That was with disadvantage? Mm-hmm. I got 16 and 14. Nice. Uh, 2 plus 1, that's 6, plus a d4. Um, 12 points of damage. Okay, 12 points. Looking pretty hurt. No blood okay. or anything, um, but moving slowly and stiffly now. Um, and as my second second action, I'm gonna do cure, cure wounds on Luna. I can't 
I can. You can take an act. You can take an attack action when you take. You can take two attacks when you do an attack action. You don't get a second action. That's true. Of sorts. That's true. Okay, I'm gonna shoot at it again. Disadvantage. Okay. Oh, that's a six plus nine. That's fifteen. So that's not gonna hit, and that's nope, the first that roll. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. One arrow goes in. The other one skitters off the skull. That brings us to Siki. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna... It's looking bad, Siki. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my action to touch Luna and mm -hmm. cast Spare the Dying. Okay. So Luna is no longer making death saves. No. Thank you. And she's at zero. Um, yeah. And then... Is she still unconscious? She's still unconscious, yeah. but okay. she's not making death saves. Okay. And then... It does not mean, just as a point of order does not mean she cannot be killed via being hit in this state, but she will not just be rolling automatic death saves on her turn. And then I'll try my last round of the spiritual weapon. Just okay. See if I can hit this thing. Okay. Yes. <sighs> no. Okay. I don't think it's hit spiritual it once. Weapon misses. This thing is useless. It goes through <laughs> the ribs. It's just, it's it's weird trying to hit yeah. this bony thing. And it yeah. drops. And it drops. So. That brings us to Gamork. We got it. We got it, gang. All right. So I'm going to attack it with my bow. That is a natural one. So I'm going to use my other attack. That is a... Actually, I'm going to use my luck. I'll say that was a luck point to that second roll. Okay. That's cool. That's fine. Um, That's your second luck point today. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that is a uh, 22 to hit. That hits. Sorry, not 22. 19. That still hits. Yes. Okay. And then seven points of piercing damage. Okay. Stick an and arrow into it. Second attack. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, wait. Yeah. 14 points of piercing damage. 14 points. With that second arrow, Mark, how would you like to slay this beast? Oh, um... So I have run to like get in position. I fire off one arrow and then I just kind of like, uh, just kind of like settle myself for a second, take a deep breath and just pull back and aim directly for like his eye. Yep. It sinks into the eye socket and you see it. <laughs> and then the, as it's falling backwards, the light dims out of those deep orange glows and it falls backwards and <sighs> there's a huge crash and dust and dirt is kicked up as this thing falls. It crushes the skeleton that was behind it. Um, taking that one out completely and you are left kind of in the in the dust. Um, however, you then feel a sharp ping of pain between your shoulders, Gamorg as an arrow from the skeleton that was still advancing from behind you is loosed. 
um, and hits, I believe, will hit you with a 17. Yes. Okay. So you will take three points of piercing damage from that arrow as this thing is kind of lumbering towards you and kind of awkwardly releases an arrow. But that's its turn. It's about 20 feet from you at this point. Um, Hyde, what are you doing? Um, I'm right in front of Luna, so I'm going to turn around and do cure wounds uh, towards her. So I'm just going to be petting her, her face and just like, it's okay, girl, it's okay. And do cure wounds at first level because it's all I got. Um, 1d8 plus 3. That's 10 points for Luna. Let me just put that in there. And... um, that I have two actions. One action is that, and then my second action is gonna. Yep. Do you I only get two, two actions, actions when a... you take an attack. Really? Okay. Yep. Um, so I'm just gonna be with her, just uh, betting her back to consciousness. Okay. Uh, Siki, there's one skeleton that's just put an arrow into Gamorg. Are you doing anything about that? Does this still have the light in its eyes? It does. It's like a purple light in this one. Oh, I feel like this might work. I'm going to try channeling Divinity one more time okay. and try Destroy Undead on it. Am I close enough? Uh, it's like 25, 30 feet away from you. Okay, if I need to get like close yeah, enough. Yeah, you so could move up feet. to get in range, no yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah, I just want to like point a finger at like, Okay. see what happens. I believe, based on its challenge rating, there's no save. What is it? It just... It's a quartered. Then it is banished. Banished or destroyed? Either one. (laughs) Okay. Your choice. I'm going to banish it. (laughs) Okay. It kind of glitches for a minute and then just blinks out of existence. Like, doesn't even leave any bones behind. It just is gone. It's just gone. Just gone. And it doesn't come back. Yay. Yeah. Not technically how it works, but a little flavor. <laughs> why not? Why not? And then I, I, like I guess it's glowing cloth is hanging and then falls. <laughs> yep. Exactly. The, the the arrow falls. The loin cloth falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bones are gone. Uh, and then I guess with the bonus action, I'm gonna healing word. Uh, Gamork. Sorry. Okay. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Yeah. So at this point, you're out of combat. Looking at the bones and remains of this giant creature that you've just taken down. All my attention is on Luna. I'm just with her. Penny her, making sure she's okay. I'm going to do another Cure Wounds. Is that cool? That's five more points towards her. How much do I get back from that? Oh, sorry. Three points. Yep. After she's okay, I'm just going to stand up and listen to see if I hear any more of that clanking or just anything in general. Same. Make a perception check, both of you. 17. Okay. Eight. Okay. You listen. It seems pretty silent, pretty still. You don't hear anything. That was a close one. Not good. Thank you, Siki. Yes. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you. 
Next time we should definitely build a trench. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad <laughs> someone did. Are we are we safe to to camp here? Should we keep going? I don't think we should go in the dark. I mean, we need we need to rest up and heal. Yeah. So, I have an idea, and feel free to shoot it down because it's a very stupid idea. Take a trench. No. What if we go inside of the body of this crazy big skeleton, and we just sleep there? That. That's might. not the worst idea I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Is it wearing any sort of like? giant vest or is it there, just pure skeleton it's mostly skeleton there's the remnants of some leathers and leather armor but it's more scraps than anything um based on its size taking a couple of those and stretching them across and making some sort of makeshift makeshift tent possible let's do yeah, it let's do it good idea all right you all put together a tent made of the carcass of your fallen foe in order to get a long rest at this point, you will be starting the next day a little bit late in the morning um, as you were interrupted a couple hours into your night. Are you still setting watches throughout the evening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just have Siki and Gamorg roll perception checks as the, the rest of the night goes by. 14. 14. Perception? Yep. Uh, 18. 18. Siki, it's hard to tell, but it doesn't come near you. But in the moonlight, there is just that four-legged shape that goes by your vision at one point again. Kind of way off at the peripheral of your of what you can see. Hard, very hard to tell, especially without your, your dark vision. No dark vision, it makes it hard to see. But you get the feeling that you're not completely alone out here. It was the same thing that I saw before? Similar. Okay. Yeah, some sort of four-legged creature moving. Okay. Not Luna, but kind of like her. The morning comes. The late morning, eventually. And you continue on your trek. The midday passes. The early afternoon passes. Again, every once in a while, you see something on the horizon. Small animal. Nothing comes near you or whatnot. Eventually you get to a portion where it stops being so flat and you start to have some hills, um, some rocks. Um, this is the most variety of the terrain that you've seen in a while. And in, in the distance, you can see these tall red bluffs and kind of rocky extrusions from the ground, almost creating cavernous walkthroughs uh, that you'll be coming to here soon. Uh, can I have everyone's passive perception real quick? 12. 16. 9. 9, okay. Gamora, you are in the back whittling away at something. Um, hide. As you're coming up on kind of, you know, again, the, the, the train is finally starting to have some ups and downs. And you're coming up on a portion where, you know, you can't quite see over the top of wherever this next big rock is but you start to hear the sounds of shouting. You start to hear some sort of creature noises and then you hear the very distinctive sound of a blade cutting through something. And you hear more shouts, they're distant. 
I hear, I hear fighting and and slashing. I feel like we should go help. And I'm gonna smack Luna in the in the rump and send her fifty feet. Okay. Um, Luna tears off, goes over the top of this this next kind of embankment, and disappears. Mm -hmm. You follow her. Mm -hmm. uh, the two of you are you in tow? Yeah. You follow with, and as you get to the crest of this kind of little hill, you look down and see about 50 feet down in front of you, there's almost a small valley or basin um, that opens up. You also see a lot of, of holes in the ground that are very familiar to a couple of you. Large five foot plus holes. But in the middle of this basin, you see two figures lying prone on the ground, blood pouring out of their heads. One of them has an arm that's been torn off. You see three of these familiar insectoid-like beasts that are surrounding a third figure who stands in the middle of the basin wielding just about the biggest sword you've ever seen someone carry on their person, decked out in full plate mail, gleaming in the sun, his long black hair kind of flying wildly behind him as his helmet has been tossed off to some side in the middle of the chaos in the battle. And he brings his sword around and is shouting in a language you're not familiar with and letting out these battle roars as these creatures come in on him and bear down on the last survivor of whatever this small battle is. 